Haunted UK podcast is recorded and mixed in stereo. Listening through an environment such as stereo speakers or headphones will ensure you get the best experience. Welcome to the spooky month of October, and also to this huge Halloween collaboration special released by members of the BooPod Network. Our aim for these exciting special bonus episodes is to bring you, our amazing collective listeners, a spookfest series of stories from one of the most strangest, eeriest, and unexplained areas in the world, the Bridgewater Triangle where hauntings, ghosts, poltergeists, gruesome true crime, strange creatures, unexplained disappearances and UFO reports are all regular occurrences. So, as already stated, this is a multi-part collaborative series of episodes where one podcast show will take on a topic of interest from this strange place, delve into it, and then pass you on to the next podcast show, and then the next, and so on. If you haven't already listened to our first episode in this Halloween seasonal special, then get yourselves over to the brilliant podcast show, The Nightcap, who'll be giving you the full introduction into the whole series, as well as a historical run-through of where the Bridgewater Triangle is and what goes on there. In Season 2 and Episode 3 of the Haunted UK podcast, we dipped our toes into one of my most favourite elements of the paranormal, the Phantom Hitchhiker. Stories of these amazing apparitions have struck terror and intrigue into so many of us and our imaginations for years and tales of these spirits come from all around the world. But in the deep, murky and strange land that is the Bridgewater Triangle, there's a phantom hitchhiker that puts many of these other entities to shame. In this episode, we'll hear about some of the best sightings and most terrifying experiences, and we'll try to find out who this phantom hitchhiker could be. And when we're finished, It's over to the brilliant Skylark Bell podcast who'll take this legend in a completely new direction. You seriously don't want to miss it. There'll be another brief reminder of which podcast to go to next, 
as well as details of all the podcasts who are part of the BooPod network. But for now, let's get started. Many ghost stories and hauntings originate from an element of truth. The horrific murder of a person, the execution of a king or queen, the release of spirits into a house through the doorway of an Ouija board, the tragic passing of an individual who doesn't want to let go of their life in this world and who will fight to keep their attachment to a person or place. These are just a few examples of how a paranormal story can grow from a seed to a huge multi-branching oak tree. The original person will encounter a ghost, truly believing that they have just witnessed something completely out of the realms of our physical world. They will recount their story to family, friends, maybe paranormal investigators. And in most cases, you'll find that many years down the line, the original story and experience bears little resemblance to the now accepted tale. As humans, we simply can't stop ourselves from doing this. Famous parapsychologist and paranormal investigator Tony Cornell once said that we humans love a good story, and once we find one, we tend to add to it until it becomes diluted. Could this be the case for a very famous ghostly hitchhiker who haunts Route 44 in an area known as the Bridgewater Triangle? Let's delve into some of these witness sightings and you can judge for yourselves. If you tuned into my Phantom Hitchhiker episode, you'll have noticed a number of recurring features which these types of stories can take. The Telly Savalas hitchhiker story was him actually getting into a car with what turned out to be, according to him, a ghost. But the ghost was helpful. Other stories in that episode told of drivers pulling over on lonely dark roads to give genuine help to people who they thought were needy members of the public, only for them to disappear from inside their vehicles. And whilst these were terrifying experiences for the witnesses, the phantoms they encountered didn't display any type of evil or malicious intent. The red-headed hitchhiker of Route 44 isn't like any of these. It seems that this particular troubled spirit can be frightening, menacing, dark, with an extremely disturbing laugh. Witnesses tell of truly petrifying encounters with this disturbing entity that left lasting impressions upon them. So who is this hitchhiker? Did he die somewhere on Route 44? The truth is that nobody really knows, but his appearance is generally the same from one sighting to the next. Quite tall and well-built, around 40 to 50 years old with a thick head of red hair and a beard. But nobody actually seems to know who this person is, but sightings have continued to be recorded. One of the first documented sightings happened in 1969. A man named Joe Wolfe was driving in his car down a section of Route 44 at around 11.30 p.m. It was a cold winter evening and he was alone, but this was a road which he'd traveled down many times before, but what was about to happen to him would remain in his memory forever. As Joe cruised along at around 50 miles per hour, he happened to glance over to the passenger side window area and immediately did a double take as staring back at him from outside of the car was the face of a man with a menacing look about him. 
This sighting lasted for all but a few seconds, but it was enough to completely scare Joe Wolf so badly that he had to pull over to the side of the road to not only think about the impossibility of what had just happened, but to also regain his composure so that he could complete his journey. This entity left a lasting impression on Joe, but just a few years later, another member of the public would have an even more terrifying encounter. In 1973, Fred Derpis steered his pickup truck onto Route 44. It was around 10pm and as he was driving he spotted a man in the distance thumbing for a lift. As Fred got closer, he could see that this hitchhiker was wearing jeans and a red checkered shirt and he also noticed a head of striking red hair. Being the Good Samaritan, Fred decided to pull over and offer the stranger a ride, genuinely thinking that the man's car had maybe broken down somewhere along the stretch of Route 44. As Fred came to a stop at the side of the road, he watched the man approach his pickup and let himself in. Nothing unusual so far. Fred pulled back onto Route 44 and picked up speed, then turned to the hitchhiker and asked him where he was going. His passenger didn't answer. He just turned his head to face Fred and gave him a completely expressionless look before grinning. Fred recalled that the grin made him feel incredibly uncomfortable, but he continued to drive along the road a little further before asking this man again, where did he want to go? As before, Fred was met by silence and then that disturbing grin. It didn't take much longer for Fred to decide that this was a really bad idea and that he needed to get this man out of his pickup as quickly as possible. He was now getting a very bad feeling about the whole situation. Fred pulled over to the side of the road and turned to the hitchhiker and asked him to get out of the car as he didn't want to continue the journey with him. The stranger grinned again at Fred, but this time it seemed more maniacal. And as Fred sat there thinking about what to do next, he watched in utter amazement and terror as his passenger slowly faded away right in front of his eyes. This kind of story is what nightmares are made of. A silent stranger in the confines of your car. You have no idea who they are, what they're capable of, and what they're going to do next. Only to then watch them disappear right in front of you. Did Fred imagine this whole incident? Or did he really pick up the hitchhiker of Route 44 and in doing so, add another layer to the relatively new but ever-growing legend? In situations like these first two stories, we're relying on the testimony of the individual to give us the frame of reference of their experience. Maybe they were mistaken. Was this misidentification? Cases of tiredness? What's needed here is an experience by more than one person. And that, by some strange coincidence, brings us to our next tale. It's a cold night on Route 44 on the 16th of October 1984, and a young couple are travelling in their station wagon when they begin to experience car trouble. Pulling over to the side of the road, they try to identify the problem but have no luck. So the man asks his girlfriend to lock herself in the car and he will walk back along the road in search of the nearest fuel stop, where hopefully he'll be able to find a phone and call out the recovery services. 
she agrees and watches her boyfriend walk off into the distance. After a while of walking with no fuel stop in sight, the man sees a shape in the distance at the side of the road. As he gets closer, he can see that it's a person sitting down. Why would an individual be in the middle of nowhere at the side of the road? The man could see that this stranger looked as if he was maybe homeless, as his clothes seemed dirty and in a tired state. Curious to see if this person was a local or knew the area, the man asked him if he knew where the nearest fuel stop was so that he could use the phone because his car had broken down back along the road. The stranger didn't reply, but started laughing in a menacing manner. As the man got closer to him to ask what he was laughing about, he noticed that the eyes of the stranger had no pupils. They were completely white. As you'd expect, the man was shocked by this and turned around to make his way back to his girlfriend and his car. As he started to pick up speed to get further away from this disturbing individual, he looked back to see if he was being followed, only to find that the stranger had gone. The eerie thing was, he could still hear the laughter all around him, as if it was following. He eventually got back to the car, but was horrified to find his girlfriend in a terrified state, sobbing her heart out and in a complete panic. She told her boyfriend that as she was sat there alone in the car, she decided to switch the radio on to give herself some company. All seemed fine with the radio broadcast at first, but as she continued to listen, an eerie and strange voice began to break into the radio show, a voice that started to maniacally laugh. She said that it became unbearable, and that's when her boyfriend arrived back at the car. Needless to say that the couple were incredibly affected by what had happened to them and agreed to stay together with the car rather than split up. After a while, they managed to flag down a passing car and the driver agreed to take them to the nearest payphone where they contacted the recovery services who got them back on the road and away from the location of their terrifying experience. Before we carry on with this episode, I'd just like to tell you about the Haunted UK podcast's coffee account. If you love the show and want to help out that little bit more, then get yourself over to coffee, that's K-O hyphen F-I, and search for the Haunted UK podcast, and for just a subscription of £3 per month, you'll get a shout out in an episode of the main show, chances to get your hands on free Haunted UK podcast merchandise, and you'll also soon be in line for bonus content bite-size episodes. Getting to a target of at least 30 subscribers is the aim, and I know that with your help, it's easily achievable. And it's literally just the price of buying one coffee per month. If you'd rather not subscribe, then you can simply make a one-off donation. Every little bit helps. So if you want to help the podcast grow to the next level, then pop over to coffee and make your donation. Coffee, why not buy us one? Now, let's get back to the episode. If we're to believe in, say, the stone tape theory, you would think that every sighting of this phantom hitchhiker would be almost identical. But from what we've already heard, sightings of this entity vary by a huge amount. Although the descriptions of the red-headed hitchhiker are quite similar, 
His pattern for appearances is nothing like anything that I've personally investigated during my time writing this podcast. The location of his appearances is always Route 44, but how can this spirit act in so many different ways, display so many different emotions, and even project that terrifying laughter towards the unfortunate witnesses who encounter him? I've spoken on previous episodes about the possibility of an area of science which may be able to help us understand and give us reasoning regarding the paranormal. In my opinion, this still hasn't yet been discovered, and the jury will always be out there as far as the unexplained is concerned. And rightly so. As James Randi once said, we should always remain open-minded to all possibilities, but not so open-minded that our brains fall out of our heads. Are there as yet undiscovered laws of physics which could allow spirits of the deceased to openly roam our world and act out whatever scenarios they choose? If you believe any of the red-headed hitchhiker stories, then it seems like a distinct possibility. Our next story takes us back a few years before the couple mentioned a little while ago, who had separate encounters with this frightening ghost. This story truly covers all bases as far as this particular spirit being able to project its terrifying agenda in a multitude of different ways. We're back in 1981, and it's a cold and dark February night. A young woman is innocently traveling along Route 44 when from the side of the road, her lights suddenly pick up a man who runs straight out in front of her car. The woman hits the brakes as hard as she can and the car begins to slide, but she can't stop herself from hitting the pedestrian head-on. She screams as she hears the impact and then quickly comes to a stop. She then pulls the car over to the side of the road and immediately gets out. She runs around the back of the car, fully expecting to find the body of an either severely injured man, or worse, someone dead. She immediately looks both ways up Route 44, hoping that there is an approaching car which she can flag down to help her get this person to a hospital, or to go as quickly as possible to the nearest payphone to raise the alarm and get medics out to the location. But there's no one passing. Only darkness, slightly illuminated by her vehicle headlights. As she gets to the back of the car, she's stunned to see that there's no one lying in the road. She looks around, thinking that the man may have crawled to the other side of the road, but nothing. Nothing in front of her car either. What about if the man is underneath the car? She checks, but again, nothing. Even more strange is that there's no damage to the front of the car at all. Surely the impact of hitting someone would have left visible damage, but the car is fine. All kinds of thoughts are now circling her mind. Where did the man go? Why did he run out in front of her? She was 110% positive that she had definitely hit someone. But where was he? As she stood outside of her car, desperately trying to make sense of what was going on, a sound started to emanate from the woods which banked both sides of the road. A sound that began quietly but then quickly gained volume. It was someone laughing, but not a comical type of laughter. No, this laughter sounded cruel, sharp, 
and menacing. Certain that she couldn't find any evidence of a person lying in the road or near the road, she got back into the car and was now even more frightened because of the laughter that was seeping from the woods. She needs to get away from this location as quickly as possible, so she puts the car into gear and gets moving again. But only a few hundred meters on, the same man runs out in front of her again. She hits the brakes and comes to a stop. How can this be happening for a second time? How could this person have disappeared after the first collision, only to appear hundreds of meters further up the road and repeat the incident? Too frightened to get out of the car, the young woman rolls her window down to find that, as before, there's no person lying in the road. It's now that the laughter returns as well, but this time much closer to the car. In a split-second decision, the woman winds her window back up and drives away, leaving the scene of this truly terrifying and frightening encounter behind. Other sightings all the way up to present day have been reported. Workers at Cumberland Farms, which is based in the area, have reported hearing many tales of this particular spirit, frightening the living daylights out of drivers. The brother of one of the employees reported that he pulled over one evening after seeing a man at the side of the road thumbing a lift. His description of the hitchhiker was very close to many other sightings. Quite tall, jeans, red checkered shirt, a beard and striking red hair. As this man started to walk over towards the car, the driver was horrified to see him fade away right before him. In another disturbing occurrence, a witness told of a man appearing from nowhere in the back of their car whilst they were driving along Route 44. The stranger began to laugh, and as this terrifying laughter filled the vehicle, the witness said that they watched the individual disappear, but then their laughter somehow transferred to the radio in the car. It became so loud that it began to rattle the door panels. As mentioned before, whilst the identity of this phantom largely remains a mystery, one email sent into a researcher seemed to put forward a theory that could give this spirit reason for its disturbing appearances. The email told of a story of a local farmer who was struck by a vehicle on Route 44 as he was changing a tire at the side of the road. His alleged description broadly matches that of the hitchhiker, but again, none of this can actually be verified. So, where do we stand with the red-headed hitchhiker of Route 44? Is this a case of one ghost story being told and retold over time, losing its initial truth with other alleged sightings being layered over the top, until you finally have these urban legend-type tales? Or have all of these people had real experiences with this frightening spirit? Either way, these stories make for great Halloween entertainment. But if you're ever on Route 44, cruising along as the daylight begins to fade and the darkness starts to take a hold, be sure to keep your eyes fully focused on the road ahead, because the next person to encounter the red-headed hitchhiker could be you. So, all of us podcasters who are part of the BooPod Network really hope that you're following along with this Halloween series special in its full and correct running order. And if you are, then you now need to make your way over to the Skylark Bell podcast, where there's a completely different take on the red-headed hitchhiker which you won't want to miss. 
The BooPod network of podcasters consists of the following shows, and I highly recommend that you check out their great presenters and content. These shows are Mums, Mysteries and Murder Generally Spooky Podcast Murder Road Trip Haunted or Hoaxed Shit in Bricks Podcast Horror Roulette The Activity Continues Spilling the Crime Paranormal Exposed Podcast The Nightcap The Skylark Bell And last but not least, myself, The Haunted UK Podcast Remember that next in line in this spooky Halloween special is the Skylark Bell Podcast So get over there as soon as you can Before it's too late Have an amazing Halloween season And be sure to check out future episodes from all of us here at the BooPod Network. Well, we've come to the end of this episode of the Haunted UK Podcast. But before I go, I'd like to give a few shout-outs. And the first one is to all of you, the listeners. Thank you so much for following, subscribing and listening. None of this would be possible without all of you. The show is available on all major platforms, including Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Breaker, Pocket Casts, and Radio Public. Wherever possible, leaving a positive five-star review helps the show in many ways. Listener figures are rising rapidly, and that's all down to you. So, huge thanks to you all. Another shout-out goes to the show's sponsor, CDS Print and Design, who have been kind enough to come back for a third season. Huge thanks to both Colin and Debbie. Next up is a request to all you listeners out there again. Have you seen a ghost? Witnessed poltergeist activity? Had a strange, unexplained paranormal experience? Have you ever stayed in a haunted location or experienced something frightening on a ghost tour? Even better, do you live or work in a haunted house or building? Have you encountered or seen a UFO? Heard a story about an unsolved disappearance or mystery? Or have you been lucky enough to witness a strange, unknown creature? If you have, then your story could feature on Season 3's Listener Stories finale episode. Simply type your story up and email it to hauntedukpodcast at hotmail.com That's hauntedukpodcast at hotmail.com It's easy to do, and if you like, you can remain anonymous. Huge thanks in advance to you all. Besides writing, recording, mixing and mastering this podcast, I also run a mixing and mastering studio called Pink Flamingo Music Productions. If you have a podcast or piece of music that you'd like mixing, mastering or both, or if you'd like a piece of finished music written for a project that you're working on, then please email the studio with details of your inquiry to pinkflamingo.musicproductions at hotmail.com. That's pinkflamingo.musicproductions at hotmail.com. It's nowhere near as expensive as you'd think. This podcast was recorded at Pink Flamingo Music Production Studio in Hales Owen in the West Midlands, England. For a full list of research sources that helped immensely with the content of this episode, please refer to the show's notes. Thank you all so much again for listening, and we'll be back very soon with another episode. 
Until then, stay safe and take care.